Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Points of Brew podcast with me, Stephen Carter. And this week I'm joined by the beer drinking music man. It's Mr. Rory McGlone. How are you doing, mate? You okay? I'm not bad, thanks, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm excited. No, no. No, it's it's a pleasure, mate. It's a pleasure. It's it's nice to have you on and to have, albeit from the the other side of the Pennines, uh, yeah. another not another northern voice on the Ooh. podcast. I know, different, breaking it up. Mm. That's it. That's it. And bizarrely, being probably closer than some of the other people that I've met from the Instagram sphere, we've still uh, actually yet meet face to face, haven't we? We've yet. No, we need to uh, fix that when all this uh, lockdown is over. We need to um, mm. sort that out. Yeah. No, definitely. And it's it's frustrating. Cause I know you were. Um, you were at friends and family, weren't you, at the start of this I was, year? And yeah. it's one that I really, really wanted to go to, but I couldn't justify because we'd been to Arundel yes. already at the start of the year, and then we had, we were supposed to have the wedding in April. And I was like, I, I, I've got to limit the amount of festivals yeah, that I'm going to, and I really it. wish I had done because look at look at where we are now. Oh, so, mate, honestly, friends and family was apps. I'm not rubbing it in, but it genuinely was mm. absolutely brilliant. Met met loads and loads of people. Um, mm. I met Neil and Simon from podcast from Triple Hots. Met Ryan and Mark, mm-hmm. Charlie, uh, mm. and we just had a massive bottle share in Northern Monk afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it seemed like a, an awesome festival, and it's kind of, if anything, that you know that Arundel was anything to go by, but that seemed like just like Arundel, but on speed. Yeah, you know what I mean, it just seemed on the next level. <laughs> and uh, Arundel looked great as well. I'd love to have gone down, but it was the same weekend as um, Amy's birthday, so it, it just didn't really tie up right with what we we had in mind. Mm. But I think yeah, next yeah. year, if it's everything's going ahead and everything's back to well, what we can call normality. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do want to make a try of it because it looks great. I love the curated bars by the uh, community as well. Mm. Yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, for people from our neck of the woods, it was a bit of a bit of a mission down there for the yeah. sake of an evening. But I mean, if it's, I, I believe that they're planning to have it on next year, which, like I say, it depends on what sort of level of normality we're on yeah. by that time. But if if it is on, I'm probably going to try and go for a couple of nights this time and make the make most a of it. Weekend, but yeah, make a weekend yeah, 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 exactly. Cause it, yeah, driving back the day after. Oh, oh yeah. I can imagine it was absolutely horrific. <laughs> it was horrific. I can imagine. <laughs> well, we we stayed at a travel lodge, which was only about twenty minutes away from the brew house. Um, yeah. Which co- it, that cost us about twenty eight quid to get back in a taxi, which was absolutely extortionate. By <sighs> the way, taxis down south are ridiculous. Not just the price. Not just the price of beer. Oh. That's uh, that's ridiculous. No, no. no. Oh. Honestly, I can get to God knows where around here on about a tenner for that length of time do you know what i mean it's crazy whereabouts do you live steve whereabouts are you um, i'm just outside i'm just outside leeds uh yeah. Pontefract's castleford area so oh, i'm just outside right, leeds okay. oh, yeah yeah so I'm, I'm from leeds born and bred but i just live outside the center now yeah. so you know I, I can get a taxi from here into leeds which is about the same time you know 25 mm. minutes and 15 quid at absolute most you know what oh, i mean yeah. it's just that I, I nearly choked when he told me how much it was. <laughs> i had to go we had to go to a cash machine it was that expensive how much uh, he thought, oh, he, yeah he thought i was doing a runner um but I, so um but yeah but that was that was incredible and like i said the, the morning after we were staying in a travel lodge and yeah. we asked on his way out what day what time checkout was and they said oh 12 o'clock and we're like oh, oh great fantastic that'll be that'll be great it's just but, that extra yeah but even even come that time, I was like, I can't see, I can't see straight, I can't drive back. 
It wasn't till about one, like half past one or something after a KFC that, and I went, "Are you all right?" I went, "We're gonna have to be because yeah. it's about four hours back. It's like we haven't got a choice. We're just gonna say, have to go." Arundel, how far is Arundel? It's, it's a fair track, isn't it? For from what it's for us, Brighton. So it's it's a pretty. I mean, we we drive down to Cornwall, and that's you know six about six hours. Yeah. So it's only you know an extra couple of hours beyond that, but yeah, it's south proper south coast or Brighton way on. So it's a decent, it's a, good, it's a decent yeah. track. It's yeah, you, you kind of skim round London down M25, then go onwards down. So yeah, because you got so, around, yeah, you got around was... the outside of London, don't you, to get to it? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it, like the journey home just seemed to go on forever. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I was I was intending to go to Hop City because yeah, that was the other one, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the other one that was canned. Um, but that was the the start of the weekend that we were due to go down before we got married in Cornwall. This was, a, this was I, I was, was going to ask you this. Where, mm. where were you going down to Cornwall to get married? Was it, um, mm. did you have like a, a venue booked and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, we, we had it booked for um, St Ives, uh, the hotel that's in the in the harbour in St Ives. Oh, so amazing. we'd, um, yeah, yeah. So we've we've put it back to to October for now, but it depends entirely on what. Yeah what state of play is by then so we'll we'll soon see but, but i was kind of pushing that for up city just to week it in just yeah, before, just before. So. <laughs> well, it's funny to say that because i was due to go down to Newquay for the week um right with uh amy and her family and we were going to stay down mm. in Newquay for a week and i was going to make take a day and just go down to burden and the seafood bar mm. yeah yeah um but yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah it just didn't happen yeah, yeah, well, it's it was really frustrating because it was by that time that we were supposed to go down, I, they were due to just move into the new brewery. Mm. Um, obviously, the new tap wouldn't have been open, no. but obviously, we wanted to go see the new site and see them and what have you, and go to the seafood bar because it, it's great in there. We went a couple of times when we were down last year, it and it's looks just great. to have it looks so good, yeah, yeah, it really is. And for Anna, because Anna loves seafood, I'm not a massive lover of seafood, but it's kind of it's great because it's somewhere that I can take her to go eat, eat some yeah. food and then I can get away with Al drink and she can yeah, drive. It's kind yeah. of it blends the two, but yeah, it's it's great. And I'm, I'm really I'm missing it, especially with seeing the weather that we've had these oh, last sort of two yeah. weeks when you know James and Will that are down there on Instagram, it's just like, oh, just yeah, just stop, yeah. just stop. So, no, <laughs> yeah, I don't, but, but I don't count myself a massive seafood connoisseur, but. Yeah, the, the food mm. there looks absolutely incredible. And uh, mm, yeah. yeah, couple that with the great weather down south and uh, you're on to a winner. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's just such a shame that the, the brewery that they've got sort of plans for is that, I mean, it's great that they've moved in, mm. but they've obviously got plans for the tap room upstairs, like a mezzanine yeah. and then like an outdoor space for like a, a food vendor. Because James, he, um, he's, he used to have... Um, falafel so like a street food thing and they're going to potentially have that come back and other street food vendors and have it as like a sort of an outdoor collaborative community space oh, nice. and then that's just got completely canned so hopefully it'll be yeah, it'll be around soon touch, enough touch, but, touch wood, yeah, touch wood it's, it's all going to go through yeah crossed. fingers crossed mate but um but yeah i mean i think kind of the rumblings sort of among the the Instagram community is that as soon as kind of the floodgates open, we can actually convene somewhere yeah. that we're going to have a massive meetup at something like the potentially the new uh, data yes. room or somewhere. Yeah, it's going to so. be the humongous data, the new digs that they are in. Yeah, yeah, down, mm. absolutely down for that, hundred percent. Oh yeah, so it's it's definitely well because as bizarrely as, as much as we drive to Cornwall, we have to drive past sort of like Bristol and Gloucester. I've never actually been to that part of the world. So again, if we can go down mm. there and make a weekend of it, I'd definitely definitely do that to kind of call out a few other places as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bristol's nice. I've been to Bristol um, once and there was a bar called Feckler and it's essentially an old ship that's just mm. moored in the harbour and it's like a nightclub and a bar. 
<laughs> at a venue. Right, okay. And it's, yeah, I went, went there yeah. quite a few years ago and it was just, yeah, I remember thinking it was really cool. I'd love to go back, actually. Mm. Well, that that might be the next point time that you go yeah. back, depending on what uh, what happens. Depending so. on what goes on with lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, just who knows, mate? Who knows? But um, but normally, obviously, when sort of places are open and, and what have you, I mean, I've been to Manchester a couple of times to have a couple of, of drinks over yeah. there, and, and you're obviously from that way on. It's a it's a good it's a good drinking it's, spot in Manchester, it is isn't good. it? There's some great bars, it's got great breweries as well. The beer scene over over in Manchester is great. Um, obviously, you've got Track and Cloud Water in the same building. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think where else is local as well, Pomona. Are in Salford. They're a bit more out of the way, really. I don't yeah. think even I don't yeah, think yeah. even have a tap room. To be honest, I think it's just literally them guys brewing out of the unit. Mm. Um, ABC Alphabet. Sorry, not ABC Alphabet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marble are there as well. So yeah, we've got quite a good little spread, really. And we've got all the tap rooms as well. We've got Northern Monk in Northern Quarter mm-hmm. and um, Port Street yep. Beer Houses across the road as well. Uh, uh, yeah, there's some great little places in Manchester for beer if you ever. Uh, back over this way mate we'll um we'll sort it out oh yeah for sure for sure and me um me and martin when we came over we kind of we made the the fateful sort of mistake of that we'll we'll walk from one side to <laughs> the other kind of we started at marble arch yeah. and then we tried to we wandered over to, to Cloudwater and what yeah, have you and, it, is. Like, can't, it can't be that far it can't be that far and then we, we end up getting lost trying to find track yeah they gave up trying to find track and then somehow found cloud water and then i was like i just opened my phone and went can I say how much an Uber it is to get back to Marble Arch? And it was like four quid. I was like, yeah, I'm doing Northern that. Taxi it was like, Northern taxi prices. Northern yeah. <laughs> taxi Yeah. It was like for four quid. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not walking. I'm not walking all that way back. So, But yeah, for sure, mate, when, we, when we're back over that way. And if you, likewise, if you're over yes. in Leeds, you know, the yes. infinite amount of drinking spots in Leeds, you know, we're having the North Tap Room, North Bar, yeah. you've got Vocation, you know, White Locks, Turks Head. Oh, there's, there's just so there many are, good spots, mate. It's um, just, Amy it's... went to uni in Leeds um, when, mm. we were, when she was over there studying for uni. And um, I wasn't really into craft then when we were like getting together. Mm. Um, and I kicked myself every time now because I think, oh, God, look at all the breweries and bars that are over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we're definitely, definitely blessed with, with what we've yeah. got. With even Le- Leeds and Manchester, really, you know, and it's quite... You know, obviously, I'm I'm biased when I say it, but I I genuinely do believe it. Looking from a sort of an objective point of view, that the north does have kind oh, of yeah. the best brew, like brewing and beer scene in the UK, without I'm a doubt. Biased, but like I say, mm. down yeah, south yeah. they've got <laughs> Dayer and Burden, and up north they've got Wylam and um, I'm trying to think who else. Who else is up there? But yeah, we've we've got it. There's sort of. Alpha Delta, yeah, Alpha there, Delta Andy, yeah. and that sort of thing, sort of Newcastle, Newcastle Delta, way, and that. Yeah. But yeah, we are, we are truly blessed with the the beer scene. Yeah, for sure, and just so many tap rooms and bottle shops and everything yeah. in between. It's just, it's just ridiculous, you know. And just the amount of beer that's flying around, sort of in the local area now. There's, there's never been a better time to to have good no, beer, has there? So absolutely. So I think there's some of this sort of, you know. Be, you know, breweries selling direct to customers and you know home orders and things like that. I think a lot of that will stick once it's like over. You know, I'd like to think um, that the delivery mm. stuff will stick. I mean, Cloudwater, um, if you order at the start of the week, they'll pencil you in for like a delivery slot and they deliver to certain parts of Manchester mm. um, throughout the week. Uh, Track yeah. doing the same as well, mm. I believe. Mm. I'd say that they're doing, they're doing like curry clubs yes. and things as well out of the Cloudwater, which yes, is great. And the food that they're putting out looks great. Um, mm. yeah, I, forget, yeah. I forgot the name of what it is. 
um, of the place that's getting the food in. But they were doing some really good recipes and some really good looking food. Mm, curry and a beer, yeah, most of you want. Absolutely. <laughs> so, speaking about beer, then are we are we drinking tonight? Then, if, and if um, so, what what have we got going I've, on? I've started a new rule with myself where I'm not drinking during the week, mm. but I've came right. tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one then. <laughs> I mean, I've literally this literally today when I got all my Premier Hot Box was ready to get cracked open, so I've just had a little look through it. It's mm. all in the fridge. So I'm just adding up what I've got next. But at the moment, I've got... Mm. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so you'll have to forgive me, but it's Bonnet de Douche, <laughs> and that's by Pomona Island. It is right, okay. 5.6 pale ale with mm-hmm. Cryo Citra, Nelson Sauvid, and Vic Secret hops. And cool. as Pomona do, it's, it's great. Mm. I must admit, I've not had any of their stuff. Recently, which oh, I need to, I need to change I, very quickly. I've seen a lot of it flying around. Yeah, got on it. Um, I think the, the biggest one that everyone talks about is the ego tripping at the gates of hell. The tipper they did, mm. and that was that was punting way in the leagues of the US stuff. Way in the leagues. Yeah, are they are they are they relatively new then? They've or... not been going that long, you know. I'd say I'd mm. three years roughly. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've just this year they're just having an absolute clash year. They're just putting out belter after mm. belter. They did a um, a raspberry and sabro sour, um, mm. which went down really, really well in the uh, community. I didn't have it, but um, I've just heard nothing but good about that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I kind of um, I picked a couple of S forty three beers yeah. today, and I've I kind of see them as much as. Pomona, I think they've kind of they've both been sort of around on the fringes, but recently, like you say, they just seem to have just come into their own and start churning some yeah. some cracking beers out. So I've, I haven't had them yet, but I've seen people going on about S forty three saying yeah. their stuff recently is up there with you know the likes of Cloudwater, Day of Verdant, etc. So I'm excited to see what, I've what heard they're Juice like. Cannon by S forty three is absolutely belting. I've heard that's brilliant. Mm. Uh, I do have the Snickers yeah. stout in the fridge as well, uh, but you're not you're not you right, thirsty. Okay. Um, I mm. bought a packet of a four pack of Snickers for the props for uh, I've started it, yeah. I'm just trying to whip through what my old my older stuff, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's probably one thing that we should should mention for you on Instagram. You definitely you definitely raised the bar <laughs> when it comes to the, the props and the and the oh, picture game man. compared to just me you take a bit a humble picture of the glass and the can, you know. I think you kind of uh, you take it it's to the a next bit level, of fun, isn't it? It's just mm. you know. If you take a picture, by all means, and then have some fun with it, do do your own yeah. thing with it. I guess make it make it you. And I'm not I'm not claiming to yeah. make it me at all. It's just I'm just back piggybacking on what I've seen on Instagram because obviously there's some unbelievable prop game from people like Andy IPA Adventures mm. and um, Dave, who's the Craft Diaries, who's one of the dare I say one of the best accounts mm. to follow on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, I think Andy's quite comfortable. Got the the largest he selection of glassware has on Instagram. The best collection of glassware on Instagram. <laughs> and every time I see it, I think, where the fuck did you get these from? Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I do. I did like his competition that he did not long since when he was getting the most creative yeah. glassware amongst everybody. I mean, he must trawl through some charity shops and some I shops to find does. all I that. I bet when he's, he's when he's finished on. his runs and he's not running at the weekend, he goes down the charity shops and he just thinks, "Yeah, that'll look good on Instagram. That'll look good full of beer." 
Yeah, that's nice. Far as that, fill it, fill it with beer. If you go shopping yeah. in Aldi, you'll see a uh, like a curry jar or something like that, or that'll that'll look good when they've cleaned that out. Yeah, God, I just I couldn't I couldn't have that many glasses in my house. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got enough I've got enough actual glassware that I drink out of without having a sort of a cupboard or a cabinet full of random glasses that I've used once and. Probably oh, never use again. I just wouldn't have anywhere to put it. them. I've got a little sort of tray on the top of my fridge, and then I've got the cupboards full as well. And it's just, I've got, I've got to have mm. a call soon. I'm looking at all of them, going, I'm not drank out of that in ages. I'm not had that in ages. Mm. It's it's the ones that where we started. Me and Anna have started going to festivals together, and we've got yeah. two of the same glass. You know, oh, we've got a pint and a half pint, or a tulip yeah. glass and a tumbler glass, and what have you. And then it's like, it's a great idea at the time, but then. I've got a slimline cupboard that's double layered, that's yeah. literally full to the brim at the minute. I'm double stacking, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is." And you feel bad throwing away as well. You think, "Oh, I don't really feel like I should throw that away because it's like a little yeah. reminder." Yeah, I'm the yeah, yeah. I'd, I'm I'm the sort of person that I just put them in a box and like stick them in a yeah. corner somewhere and forget about them. I don't think I could. I don't think I could have it in me to to throw it away. I don't think. I'm a bit of a hoarder when it I'm, comes to I'm... glassware and things like that. Like you say, it's got it's got like a bit of a sort of a novel factor and sort of, you know. It's got so it's got yeah, memories course, attached to it, hasn't it? You know what I mean? You think, wow, I drank that out of that glass at that festival. No, I had, I had that mm. from that festival. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not cheap. Some of, some of it isn't. Either, no, so. I'm, I'm trying to hunt some down at the moment, <laughs> and it's provide it's proving so so tricky and so expensive. Um, mm. it's, yeah, it's that yeah. US shipping that's uh, that's killing me at the moment. Mm. The thing is, if you're buying something from over there as well, can you imagine if it turns oh, up and it's not in one piece? It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just be gutted, oh, wouldn't you? Would. That. Yeah. I'd just seen Ryan. I think where is it today that Ryan or yesterday got something delivered and somebody sent him some got, some beers and I think he'd got I a glass in it, didn't a he? Three house, a three house one or yeah. something. Yeah. So yeah, but it's, I mean, it's just the it's just the risk of getting stuff from the US and actually getting through that's, a customs full stop, I suppose, isn't it? That's ball game, isn't it? Where like I think mm. yourself and Charlie touched on it. Um, importing beer mm. from the US we're very fortunate to have a postal system where we can just send it and not worry about it whereas yeah, it varies yeah. state to state out there where you can what you can get away with yeah, yeah customs getting it through yeah, customs well, I think, is, it's such a risk yeah it's a nightmare yeah well I think Beer Miyagi had sent me um, cutting tiles oh, not long since and then not not long after he he was due to get some from US and I think he'd said that the customs had kind of requisitioned the box and then he wasn't going to get it. And he's like, that's it. I'm stopping for a while because I just, I just can't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, it must be it devastating. Must be. You, go, you go through the effort of, oh, that money as well. The effort of actually organizing what beers you want for them to then post it, send it. And then for it to, you pay for it. And then mm. all of a sudden, yeah, customs say, say you're not you pay, pay for something yeah. you can't have. And then you think mm. the customs officers sat at home having your, whatever, your, 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 yeah, your drinking all that beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good, no, mate. It is not a risk. good. It's a big risk, but um, but, you know, if it, well, it is, mate. And I suppose it's it that risk it's reward, isn't when it? it lands so. on your doorstep and you get in that box and you think, yes, got it. Mm, exactly. It's not not something I've braved yet. Maybe in the future, but um, I'm, I think there's still enough oh, on these 100%. shores before I kind of venture out and and take the gamble and take the risk of importing stuff myself. But um, maybe yeah, one day, maybe one day when I've got, when I've got, when I've got the money it. as well, when that's, you, the, when you've that's been, the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mate. Exactly. Cool. But we'll, uh, we'll leave it there for now. We'll take a short break and then we'll, we'll jump into what we have been drinking, not what we're yeah. currently drinking and we'll, we'll move on from Sad. there. 
Right, so welcome back everyone from a short break. We'll jump into what we've been drinking. So, Rory, obviously you said that you've made a, a promise, albeit that we've both broken tonight of Absolutely. not drinking because I'm, I'm doing the same. But uh, most recently then, um, what have you been drinking and uh, what have you what, what stood out for you, shall we say? So the first one I absolutely have to mention is Saturated in Citra by Dea. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough good about that beer. Yeah. It's an 8% all citra dipper and it literally blew my mind. <laughs> I always I always stood by, I think this was last year I had, I had Fruit Car last year. I didn't have the re-brew yeah. version this year. Mm-hmm. And I thought Fruit Car was absolutely out of this world. Yeah. And that saturated, saturated citra absolutely just demolished it. Mm. it yeah, yeah. I don't think it lasted more than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is dangerous it's, at eight percent. Eight percent, mate. It's dangerous. It really is. Um, I mean, it's it's got all the right credentials of citra and a dipper. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what more do you need, really? <laughs> a, you can't really get better than that for me, anyway. No. But um, yeah, I cannot say enough good things about that beer. Mm. It's it's one that's one that's escaped me so far. But like I said, sit. Citra has to be there as my, my top, my top hop. Yeah, shall we I think say. it's a lot. So, of, I think it's a lot of people's favourite hop, but with good reason. Mm. It just, it's just, yeah, it's magic. Mm. Oh yeah, and this, the stuff that people can do with that is just like you say, like that to make a a beer sort of stand out like that. Because I must admit, when I had fruit car, it's just that that's blown my mind every time because it's just to have such a, a showcase of a single hop yeah. and be such a a well rounded and balanced beer like that. And if that's if that you know, kind of takes it a little bit beyond that, then it it just must be, you know, magic in a can. Because with Fruit Cart, it didn't have that weirdy, verdant sort of melon savoury thing they have going on. It was just straight mm. up like tropical juice. Uh, yeah. And then, I don't know, just with that day one, it was just even better. I just don't know how they how they did it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that there's kind of the transition between sort of verdant. This is the the transition between the sites. They've kind of had to tweak it a little bit, haven't they, to kind of get yeah. that that sort of unique flavor profile. Because, like you say, normally if you had a a blind taste of three beers, you'd identify the verdant without fail. Oh, because, like you say, it's got that sort of that sort of vegetable funkiness go like vegetal funkiness yeah. going on. Hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? That that little bit extra beyond the the tropical fruit, yeah. what have you. And I know that sometimes it can mean it goes sort of a bit oniony and what have you, you know, if it's, you know, if you've got a, a bad can or if you've left it a little mm. a little bit too long, but when you get it in its prime, you know, the that that funkiness that they they have going on down there, just it just brings it to an excellent, another level, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just a nice little element to have because mm. when you, when, obviously you can drink loads and loads of tropical juice and think, yes, this is okay, but just to have that little extra element of that sort of savouriness, you think, oh, I'm going to something a bit different. Some people aren't into it. Some people are. It's one of those, really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's what I'm in it for, you know. And, and these sort of beers are what kind of turned me on to craft beer because, you know, before then I, I didn't touch anything, which I think I've said before on the podcast, and then I discovered these and it's like, yeah. wow. It's, yeah, you know, what it's... <laughs> have I been missing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, and I think that's part of the the reason for it there is like you say that you get something that's eight percent which you should be taking your time over and then you could just drink it in you know five minutes it's just it is to have something that drinkable in that percentage is just it's it's like wizardry it really is i mean i was actually i was listening to you earlier at work and um you were saying that breweries i don't know they've seemed to have 
taken that alcoholic element and just knocked the the flavour of it right down, and they've just mm. got so much more out of the yeast and the hops that they yeah. they brewing with. But like mm-hmm. I say, when we got the when we were blessed with the North Tipper this year, ten percent, you know, three years ago would have been borderline undrinkable. And Bl- that, blowing your head off. Yeah. And then <laughs> now it's just like it's just that North Tipper just went down like an absolute dream. Mm. It's almost the norm, isn't it? Now? Yeah. It's almost. I mean, I, I mean, when I was listening to um, to Anthony talk about it when he was doing the the live tasting with Cloud Water yeah. and from Finback, and he was saying there that. If they do something that's lower ABV, you know, he loves how we you can come over here and you can get a session or a, you know, a, a lower ABV pale at four or five percent, and we love it over yeah. here. And over there, it's like they're like, what's they, this? They don't, shit? They don't you know touch it. I, mean? it. I think in, yeah. I think in America, it's go big or go home, isn't it? They, I don't think they touch yeah. anything under seven percent. No, and then like you say, they're they're just used to chugging stuff that's seven eight percent, like it's no one's business and. They love it. Just mad for it. And like I said, I think we're getting to that level of I, being accustomed I, to I it. I definitely now. think we're getting there um, with putting out that sort of higher ABV stuff and it being super drinkable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. And like you say, that, that tipper from North was just, yeah. Oh, it was sublime. That, that, I, I think I'd probably drunk that as quick as you probably drunk yeah. that <laughs> saturated in citra. I was just like, I'd, I'd, like, I'd look around and I've drank it. I'm like, yeah, probably shouldn't have drunk that that fast, really. But. It, like I said, it just didn't feel it, it at didn't. all. There was none of that it's... horrible, harsh booziness to it. It just literally mm. just went down the hatch. It was just, like I said, wizardry. Mm. And in that, that sort of profile, you know, that style beer, that's what you want. You know, there's other beers out there, something like more West Coast or in between, you know, sort of hybrid, hybrid New England and, and West Coast now that you get where I do like a bit of a sort of a, a boozy kick to it but when you get in New England you don't really want that yeah. to take the forefront do you? Yeah so. and in the sort of vein of higher ABV stuff I think anything above 10% in an IPA becomes a bit of a novelty um, I've mm. had a couple um, I think Cloudwater did one quite a bit of call called Number of the Yeast and that mm-hmm. was, 12, yeah, yeah, it was 12% that one. Yeah. and it was so harsh and really it was really sugary and harsh and syrupy um, mm. And then I had the Trillium one. I got the Trillium one after the Friends and Family Festival, the plane over, train over, car over, boat. And that was 13%. And I think I left it too long because it just, like, separated in the glass and got. it was just super harsh. <laughs> and it was, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I think 10 percent is, like, the sort of sweet spot that we're hitting at the moment. Mm. Yeah, unless you're going into sort of stout territory, then you're not really wanting to increase it much yeah. more, I suppose. Which, which obviously you don't want to do. So next one then uh, on your hit list. What's the next one that you've had recently? Um, so we've been having some pretty fine weather recently. We've had some scorchers of days, and this week, this Sunday, we just sat out back and just got slowly drunk in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to change up from from IPA and. And pails. So I went. I recently got the Omnipolo Church of Omnipolo taster box, mm-hmm. and I had Omnipolo Bruno. It was the raspberry and lime crush sour, three and a half percent, poured like raspberry juice, I guess, and pretty much tasted like a raspberry mojito. <laughs> I was say I'm just looking at some pictures online of it. It almost looks like Vinto. Yeah. It's got that sort of... It's a little bit heavier and stickier than Vinto. Um, mm. 
But yeah, it's I wouldn't have expected anything less from Omnipolo. No. I mean their their fruit beers and their stouts is like their where I think they really shine. Their IPAs and the pails are mm. good, but the stouts and like I say the sours as well, they're uh, I think that's where they've really hit the mark, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's that's how I see it anyway, is that if you kind of if somebody said to me Omnipolo, the first thing I'd think is not and like you say, their IPAs or more normal things, yeah. I would say if I want a better fruit, the more wacky sours or stouts and super strong stuff that people are going mad for you know it's it's that it's that colorful stuff that they're yeah. more renowned for but uh yeah um literally raspberry mojito in a can mm. three and a half percent that you know and i was in it was it sunny in a 330 as well yeah, by the look yeah is that right? little dinky 330 but yeah it just hit the spot Mm, but like say on a, on a summer's day, like a sour yeah, of, of that strength, we could quite easily have a few of them. Yeah, and... quite easily. Um, I'm trying to think mm. what else is really good. Like I had, um, it's a blood orange sour. I can't think who did mm. it. But yeah, that's again, that is a massive summer beer. Because I'm a massive yeah, fan. It's per- per- perfect summer, perfect summer, like beer yeah. garden and summer drinking in it. So, yeah. But it's just a shame that we can't go drink it outside know, with, with, with people as we'd, as we'd yeah, expect or want to. Especially yeah, in this yeah. weather that we've been having, yeah. It's just been ideal, get mm. your friends around, have a barbecue, have a few beers. But sadly... Mm. Which I suppose, yeah, I suppose we can do now, can't yeah, we? As people it's... are sensible, so you can see more people now, so... Yeah, which is... Um... So again, it's good, isn't it? But, mm. yeah. It's not, it's not the same as like cramming out a no, tap room not. or something, it's is I'm it? Sure. So, yeah. I'm sure when <laughs> the first point we're allowed to do, like we said, we will be doing. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But at least it's the, it's the sort of the the, the small steps into a it sort is, of a, yeah. a brave new world, isn't yeah. it? Really, because like all these tap rooms and you know, for looking just looking into Leeds, you know, North Bar, how how small that is in there, um, how they're going to reopen and what difference it's going to be when they do reopen. It's just it's going to be interesting to see how they do it and and how the how they manage it and yeah, monitor the, and even the and even with like and, even and going back to like just shops opening like Primark and Next and stuff like that how they're going to monitor that social distancing. It's going to be mm. interesting to see. Yeah. It will. Well, Primark's like a oh, cattle market yeah. most of the time. It's, so, you know, it's... It really is. It's a free-for-all <laughs> in there. Yeah. I know. Which, when, when my other half, when we're in York or something, we're going to Primark. Oh, and like, no. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, like, a lot of my wardrobe is from Primark, but I just go out of a necessity more yeah. than anything. Just, I need, I need this. I need some new jeans. Or I need a new shirt or some shoes or whatever. And I'll just go in. That's out. it. I'll in, buy it, and I'm done. I'm not wandering no. around. I think it's but a, I think it's a bloke thing. Like you go in knowing, right, I want socks, mm. I want jeans, I want a t shirt, go. And mm. then you'll literally get yeah. in and out. Done. Yeah, yeah, but no, she she meanders all the way around and looks at everything, and then a basket full. I want to try all this, yeah. up and then comes out with none of it, oh, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, that's an hour of my time. I'm not getting back. So, yeah, she's not listening to any podcast <laughs> so far. So I think I'll be safe in saying that. So, no, in my this look, this will be one that she listens to. Yeah, then I'll just all of a sudden when I'm just sat there, she'll clonk me around Ed or something. Yeah, I heard that. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think when when they announced this week that they're looking at opening again, I think it was like you know, I think. Like God was shining on Primark or something, you know, like the, the light was shining down. It's like, oh my God, Primark's open. No. Like, yeah, and yeah, we're, <laughs> we're still, still not going. going. It's not safe. Yeah, still not happening. Still not happening. Um, so your last one then, Rory. Your last, oh, well, say last one, last three. What you've written down, I think. Yeah. What? What? Uh, what, what are we going so, for now? 
as we're all aware, other half launched the Altogether Beer um, program where they sent out the recipe mm-hmm. to any brewery who wanted to get on it and brew their beer. Um, I've seen that Joel has had seven of these. Um, mm. and Craft Beerosaurus has done like a collect them all um, that he could get. Yeah, uh, but I've only had three really, and yeah. I've got to say, track topped it for me. The yeah. Dea version was quite bitter and quite fizzy, and then the track was mm. just like straight up like tropical juice, and the North version was kind mm-hmm. of like a balance of that, of either of either mm-hmm. of the two. Um, but I would say mm. the track is my the track version has been my favourite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, the, they are apart from the Verdant one, which I've managed oh, to get my yeah, hands on. That's coming just, as well. Actually, I've, I've got that coming. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got I've got that in the fridge at the moment. But the others, I've they've kind of eluded me. I've not been hot on it, but I've been trying to be sensible with the amount of beer that I'm picking up because I've I've got a stockpile slowly, slowly building. You know, like say I'm I'm the same as you that I'm I'm not drinking through the week and I'm trying it's, to drink as much on a weekend. But then the stuff that I'm drinking on a weekend, I'm just replacing yeah, the next honestly, weekend. It's, anyway. it's a vicious cycle, isn't it? I mean, I've, my fridge is absolutely yeah. chocker because I've got Premier Up that came today, and then I've mm. got some more incoming. I've paid for ten cans um, mm. to come. It's addictive, it is, isn't it? It's That's just, the problem. <laughs> it is. It's just like it's like an adult's version of that. Mm, yeah, but you know, I, I just you just see it and it's like, oh, it's just a couple of cans here and there, and it's oh, I'll just get them a couple of them, and then it just adds up, and then it's like, oh, I've spent forty quid, and then oh, I've spent another fifty quid, and it's like, oh, oh it, it, it keeps stacks, going and going and going, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. No, it quickly spirals, but um, but I mean, it's great what they've um what they've been doing, you know, with, with, with sharing the recipe. And I think the, the initiative behind it was to support yeah, the, um, workers, the, yeah. sort of the catering and hospitality of wasp workers, wasn't it? So, I mean, it's great that, you know, I think, I think in a lot of ways, um, this whole situation's brought the good out in a lot of people, you know, in terms of raising awareness for certain things, you know, people in industries that are struggling like this, because ultimately for us, we're directly impacted by the hospitality yeah. market being closed, you know, for, you know, for, for breweries and things, you know, the, the vast majority of their market share and, and business just got shut down overnight and a lot of them were just left floundering, thinking, yeah. what the hell am I going to do now? to pay and rent so, to pay on the buildings and stuff. Mm. So, it's, yeah, it took yeah. a huge, huge, huge yeah. impact. And, yeah, mm. long, well, fingers crossed mm. they'll be open soon. Well, yeah, this is the thing, and it'll be interesting to see how many have actually come through it the other side and are back open and, and how soon yeah. they are open when, when they can be. So, But, yeah, it's, it's great that there's, you know, I think I think I saw somewhere that there's about 250 different variations of this wow. sort of recipe that has been cool. brewed worldwide or something, which, you know, like you say, they shared it to pretty much everyone and everyone who wanted to do it. And I think, you know, everyone from sort of large-scale brewers, professional brewers to home brewers and people, you know, have just taking that recipe and run with it and, and it's great that that's brought you, you know brought the scene together has, really and i'm gonna be that guy and just have a little bit of a, a flex moment here um craft beer mark <laughs> um on instagram uh we did a zoom quiz with mark and sonia um a couple of weekends ago and he mentioned that he brewed his version of the other half beer and he mm. sent me a bottle of that beer so I have got one of yeah. the few bottles of Mark's version uh, wow. in the fridge. 
Mm. So, well, so I'm going to drink it. I'm going to review it and see what uh, see what the deal is. But yeah, I'm excited mm. for that one. Yeah, did he did he give you any indication or any hints as to how it had turned uh, out? Or? Not yet. He just said, "Give it a week and uh, and see right. what you think." So interesting, mm. very interesting. Interesting. Mm. I didn't I didn't realize it was an avid home brewer. Um, he has a bar. He has a shop. Um, in his right, town okay. uh, over in Germany. Um, mm. So yeah, he just he just brewed it. I don't know if he's planning on selling it in the shop or if he's just having it for his own consumption or selling out um, giving it to other people but interesting I must admit it's something that I've I have thought about wanting to get into more to brewing, brewing it myself but it's just it having is, the space yeah. and the time I'd, and I'd, where I'd like to, to put it all I mean, yeah who, who wouldn't want to brew their own absolute monster here's the idea mm. but yeah having, having all the kit and yeah, the time yeah. to do it I've, I'm, I'm not about that right now maybe maybe later maybe later no, maybe, I, but... yeah exactly Exactly, but no, I just I just don't have the space more than home. I just I couldn't justify it to Anna. Yeah. She'd, she'd kill me if I brought I brought all that. Where are you going to put that? I was like, I don't no know. Idea. No idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll just put it <laughs> in the corner somewhere. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, but um, we'll move quickly on to um, yes, onto what, what I've been, had what recently. Been then, drinking, yeah. So, the, so the first one that I wanted to mention um, was the yellow cake. Oh outing brought oh. to us by Finback, which we had as part of the yep. Cloudwater and Finback tasting box, which I briefly mentioned beforehand. And the other two I'm waiting to share with my brother and my dad, which I'm hopefully going to yep. do at some point this weekend. Now we can kind of ease lockdown a little bit. Um, but that yellow it's, cake... Is oh, it as good, I, is it as, good I, as everyone says? Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, it's just... I wasn't I wasn't knowing what to expect from it when I looked just like... It's one of them beers that you think, oh, you know, it, it could. It's either going to be great, or it's going to be too sweet, too much. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. And it's, is, is it going to be too sweet? Is it going to be balanced? And because to me, I, I, I love do. sweet things and love sweet beer. I've got, a, I've got a real sweet tooth for these sort of things. And you know, the the beers that have got fruit in them or raspberry or like this lemon and things like that, I yeah. actually quite like it. And I know people said about that triple hopped North Tipper that if you left it a little while longer, it got a bit sweeter, which I did. And I actually really liked it because of that. But I I love this. And, and, and this was the same as what we were saying earlier. You know, it's just the strength in it. You, you just don't taste it at all. It's Is just it it's ridiculous. And it's, oh. it's 7.3, so it's not far off. So it's, it's as close as you're going to get, really. And I think Anthony was saying about the other two, that the Oscillation and the other one, which the name escapes me, uh, um, one of them is about 8.4%, I think, I think it's he said. something blank was um, the other one. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know if it was is. that or if it was Oscillation, it was 8.4. I've got them I've got in my fridge. I think... I th- yeah, I think it's the oscillations. I think he said it's just they rebrew yeah. it to a different recipe each time and they don't put the ABV on it because it just comes yeah. out how it comes out. And he said the same about that, is that it's 8.4. It's it's a bit of a monster, but it doesn't don't taste anywhere near it. And this, again, this yellow, this yellow cake was just, oh, I, I sat outside drinking it whilst the, the tasting was on. And I was just sitting there drinking it. I was yeah. like, this is great. And it, it made me appreciate, like, for, like, people sort of, hold American brewers in high regard and the Holy Grail. It's like, it's it's no wonder as to why, because it was just so well balanced. It was just great. And, you know, the lemon, the lactose, the vanilla, it all, 
it all kind of rounded out nicely. And then it had an almost like um almost like a bit of a spiciness to it at the end of it, which you know brought which I, I actually quite enjoyed, but it was just so drinkable. And it was just just again, I was just sat there drinking that quite easily while I was watching the um the tasting at the same time. But but yeah, it's that I think that was either my first my very first or like my early my second try of a, an outright finback beer. I think I've had like yeah. collaborations in in the meantime, but an out an outright Finback beer just brewed by them. I think it was either the first or the second one, but definitely excited for the other yeah. two, hundred percent. So now now we can kind of ease lockdown and and I can share a can with my brother and share another can with my dad. I'm, oh, I'm definitely stuff. looking forward. to No, that, that um, I've still yet to crack mm. any of them Finback cans uh, from the pack. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, that yellow cake yeah. sounds really good. You've sold it. You've sold it to me, mate. <laughs> if you don't like it as much as me I'm, I'm not holding any responsibility whatsoever so don't, don't come hunting me, hunting me down or anything so <laughs> but uh, but yeah I love that and then kind of tapping into into the next one which is the same sat drinking it in the sun um, I had the River Nose by Thornbridge the passion oh, fruit and blueberry sour um, and, oh, yeah it's just so good and I I went with um I went with what with Martin the the guy I did the the first episode of the podcast with he lives yeah. over near Selby and went for a we ended up doing about eight or nine k went for a walk and we stopped halfway around and had a had a, a couple of beers and this was one of them and sat in sun drinking that and we I, I forgot a glass so I was I was probably <laughs> common drinking out of the can and I felt yeah. I felt dirty for doing it I said to him, I said you know I said to him, I said I've forgotten a glass I, I, I'm not sure I could bring myself to do it but I I had to do it because it I'd taken all effort to yeah. taking ice and making sure camera iced and cold and so i was like i'm just gonna have to do it and with that sort of style yeah. i think you can get away with it a little bit more so um but yeah but oh, that thing was just on a summer's day in the sun you know that like the the omnipolo that you mentioned the bruno is just it was like drinking pop it was just it was like fizzy pop it just i could have drank can and after that's, can that's after can of that, that and not want. yeah and not not felt like it was beer and then you know, after about six cans, just got up and been a bit questionable and wobbling all over the shop. But, but yeah, it was oh so good, and it was just a shame that because I hadn't taken a glass, I couldn't give him any of it to try it because that that was just typically a beer that he'd love and enjoy because yeah. he loves fruity beers. Um, and I was like, look, mate, I'd I'd, I'd love to give you some, but I, I just I just can't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, but we it was nice to to go out. That was when we could just kind of go out and meet one. You know, with one other person, so it was nice to to share a beer, and, and he had one. He had a couple whilst we were out as well, so that was nice and just just perfect summer drinking. Right? And like we said earlier, it's just some summer oh. is meant for sours, and it's just a shame that we can't enjoy as much of the yeah. season as we should be able to with as many sours as we can. Soon, hot, soon, hopefully, but, We've got, um, we're counting on it. Yes. Yes, exactly, mate. A couple of weeks, hopefully, we'll 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 know more. But um, but the the last one, which was another another first, um, similar to the the Finback, is I had I Sonoma I by track for the very first time. Mate. That's a that yeah. is wow. <laughs> which is well, yeah. must be a crime for 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 someone from that sort of Manchester exactly, way. That must be like exactly almost a crime over that way. I mustn't come out of the womb and you give it a can of Sonoma. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the, one of the reasons why I haven't had it, I must admit, is because I'm not a huge yeah. cask beer fan, or I, or I wasn't as soon as I got into craft beer. I've started enjoying it more as I've kind of started drinking more and more and more. And when I drank it, I can yeah. see why that beer lends itself it, to it being is, on cask. It is great on cask. 100%. I'm not a huge cask lover. I appreciate cask, and I I've had a few on cask where I've thought they're great beers, 
but that is like the quintessential mm. cask beer in my in my eyes. Um, mm. it, yeah, yeah, it lends itself so well. No, I could, mm. no, I, I could see it because it even just it's not it's sort of it's not sort of kicking no. in the mouth with flavour. You know, it's not it's not sort of like grabbing your attention and you know grabbing your taste buds of you know tropical, fruity, hazy, thick, and what have you. It's more. A delicate. It's obviously it's lower average. It's about three and a half. I think, think it clocks in at three point like eight. So, yeah, so it's it's kind of that yeah. almost that session territory, isn't it? But it, even out of the can, it kind of had that creamy texture. You know, it's like that you get from it being served on cask. Yeah. You know, from the head that you get from obviously how it's how it's you know how it comes through the sprinkler. And you almost got that in the can a little bit. So it's definitely something that when I can have it on cask. 100% because I've heard other people sort of going on like saying it is one of the quintessential cask beers from, from this country and I'd be very excited and interested to see how it comes out and how it tastes on cask because for me as much as I sort of like Jaipur yeah. in cans and bottles Jaipur I must admit on cask, yeah. on cask Jaipur is, is its best form is cask 100% without question and some beers are just built for that and I can see 100% why that this, this beer is also built for yeah, it to be served on cast. And I'm, I'm a huge sort of track mm. fanboy as well. I think track this year have just been absolutely on form. Um, and I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, that Sonoma, it rivals Steady Rolling for the best pale. It does. Oh. In, my, in my eyes, it does. Oh. We all love Steady. We love Steady. That's, that's a, but I think mm, Sonoma is, yeah, is up yeah. there with it. it well, is. It's not It's a bold not claim. Better, it's a it's up there. I'm gonna say. I think. I think uh, the, uh, Dave, virtual yeah. club, Dave would have been if he if he just said that. It'd have been. It'd have been in his car and straight <laughs> up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think he's uh, said a really man's I biggest mean, fan. Can isn't you blame it? him? It is an absolutely amazing beer. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see why, but I think he's got the. I think he's got a t-shirt <laughs> and a flannel shirt. Work, and think, a flannel so. shirt. It's probably, it's probably, yeah. He's probably got a shirt. It's probably got shares. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's got to have a flannel shirt somewhere. Why? Like yeah. a bike and backpatch. Get onto the merch. Get onto the merch, guys. At Daya, backpatches. Yeah, if if Daya, if you're listening, we want denim. We want we want we want commission want shares. Yeah. And built just built for Dave, <laughs> for just specifically Dave. built for Dave, for Dave. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. He's he the man is. to. Oh, he's yeah. the model, oh, isn't yeah. he? He's the he's the man to model it. Down to Cheltenham to um to model it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But <laughs> before we get into any more sort of weird and wonderful <laughs> conversations about Dave being a model, um, we'll um we'll wrap this section up and then we'll move on to yeah. uh, onto a bit of gaming and uh, sure we'll we'll crack on from there. Right, so welcome back. Welcome to the final part of the podcast. So this bit is the bit that sometimes gets left in or taken out, depending on who the person is that we've got on. But Rory, you're a bit like me. You're a bit of a a craft beer sort of geek stroke nerd, shall we say, yeah. and then also a bit of a, a gaming nut as well. So we've kind of got more than just the one, one thing of, of beer in common. So it's nice to have somebody on that kind of covers both bases really so yeah. but, um, so tell us a little bit then in terms of how uh how you got into into gaming and, and where you're at with with gaming now then so my freight of gaming was when i was young i got a playstation one uh, mm. when i was oh, i must have been about seven years old 
Mm-hmm. And the first game I got was the first Tomb Raider. Right. And then after that, it was just it just snowballed, really. Um, <laughs> but I went through Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I had on PlayStation. Well, the, um, Dino Crisis. I don't know if you remember that, but that was a yeah. cracking game. Oh, what a game that was. They need to remaster that. Capcom, if, you, yeah. if by some miracle you listen to this, remaster <laughs> it, Dino it, Crisis. It would be a miracle as well. Oh. It really and then I moved on to PS2 yep Um, big games on PS2 GTA Mm, um, definitely Vice City still to this day is one of the greatest games ever oh yeah 100% Uh, soundtrack shout out to the soundtrack on Vice City because that is just out of this world living the 80s life driving around in like a a Lamborghini (laughs) just down Miami listening to V-Rock was always the station to go to for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And then my little brother broke my disk drive on my PlayStation <laughs> 2, so I thought, <laughs> well, I fancy a change, so I went Xbox, moved over to Xbox. Mm. Uh, Gears of War and Halo were the main sort of mainstays on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And then I moved up to Xbox One, Mm-hmm. And pretty much Xbox One has been Destiny One and Two. Yeah. Um, for those who don't really know, Destiny is like a cross between Halo and Call of Duty, with a little bit of like a MMO element to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a first-person shooter, uh, but you have like a leveling up system and like a loot system. Yeah. Um, and my best mate and his mates from work, we're all we all play it. We're all mm-hmm. we all jump on every sort of like reset night and over the weekends and stuff like that. Um, yes. it, it's a love hate thing with Destiny because once you get through the content of like the releases, it's there's not much to do really. There's a lot of PvP mm. and online stuff, but if you're not in the mood for it, it's it just kind of mm. sort of dries up a little bit. Um, it's quite quite monotonous and a bit of a grind, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and thing. I don't, I'm not really into grinding. I know it's ironic me saying that, playing one of the grindiest games going. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just good fun. Um, and one of the guys I play with, um, and we, I met him through Destiny. Right. So there's a game mode called Trials of Osiris, which is like a PvP style elimination mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. Um, and you go for like um, it's like an LFG looking for group sort of mechanic you, can't, you have to have someone it's not matchmaking basically you can't matchmake into a team you have to mm. have a preset team um, and just by chance we, we messaged each other and was like right we'll get on and um, I think we got like four wins four out of seven wins and then we just got steamrolled by absolute tryhards who had like the full armour kits and full matching <laughs> weapons um, and we stayed in touch, and then me and my best mate Connor, we actually went down to visit him, and that's when I said we, when we went to Bristol that time, um, and we stayed in touch, and he's he's a really good mate of mine, mm. uh, and we and we play pretty much everything on Xbox with each other, mm. um, and we're not on Destiny, it's Rocket League, yeah. Which is just absolute carnage. Once we've all had a few beers, like late on a Friday night at like one a.m., 
just like oh sod it we're going Rocket League and it's just absolute carnage yeah yeah I, th- I think like you say it's it's a bit bonkers at best times isn't it really I've, I've played it a few times on Switch but I've not really got into it as as much as what everybody else has but yeah it's oh, um, I'm, there's a reason there's a reason why you shouldn't drink drive yeah the, funnily <laughs> enough our clan used to be called too drunk to drive um, brilliant or was it not drunk enough to drive? I can't remember. I don't drink and drive. Either, either way. Either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, another good friend of mine, Travis, he's an absolute monster at Rocket League. He's, I think he's like Platinum or Diamond League. I don't know how the league system works, but mm. he is literally like up there. He's just yeah. a beast. Yeah, like you say, there's there's some people that are just take it to the to the sort of the nth degree, aren't they? And that that's their thing, and they're not they're not content until they're in the the top. Whatever yeah, there are, there are some people who like who are upset. Like they have all the tournaments, they do all the live stream, the tournaments and stuff like that in America. Mm. And you think, wow. Yeah, it's friendly. He said that you're never gonna get a job or a career out of playing video games yeah. and all these and, Twitch and streamers do. and and you do esports and competitions and tournaments and like you see the Call of Duty tournaments out there and like oh. the prize pot's like two million dollars yeah. off. So it's like what? Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Don't get me started on Call of Duty. That is one game yeah. I, I I can't I can't get there with. <laughs> modern, the, the campaigns on Modern Warfare were absolutely amazing. Mm. Online, yeah, yeah. On, online Call of Duty, it is enraging. It really oh, yeah. is. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good for my anger levels when I played <laughs> Call of Duty online when I was younger. Yeah. I'm too old for it now. I'm too I old. Am. I'm too. I'm too old and slow. I mean, I'm only 28, but even still, there's there's 14 year old kids zooming around and just noobing it. Oh, I can't. It is. It is Amy's little brother. He's 15 and he's he's literally on Call of Duty and um, Overwatch. Mm. And I just I watch him play it sometimes. I just think, no, that is just too much. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. See you later. <laughs> if, that, if that was me playing, I would have thrown the remote into the TV. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, for me, it's like growing up. Like when I was a teenager, like I'd rinse Call of Duty within an inch of its life every time it came out. <laughs> but, but I started playing Call of Duty on 360 at Call of Duty Two, yeah. when it was World War Two, and it wasn't jetpacks and lasers yeah, and rocket yeah. launchers, and you know there was actually some sort of tactic and some skill required beyond just zooming around and jumping and sliding and wall running and what have you. And oh, it's man. like. Only nineties kids remember original yeah. Call of Duty when it wasn't yeah. when it wasn't jumping yeah. around with jetpacks. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's even like the Call of Duty World War Two, as great as that was, even still there's the there's the sort of the modern twist to it and it's like just boil it down to what it should yeah. be. Just you know, this isn't what it should be, do you know what I mean? And I know that's kind of it wouldn't sell if it didn't appeal to to the young audience yeah. and the people who want sort of like shooty shooty lasers and what have you. But to me it's just tech Technology to, to what it was, but I'd be interested on that note. I'd be interested to see where it goes from here, you know, because like you say, they've, they've just reinvented sort of like the Modern War franchise and things. And yeah, that you know, that really excites because Modern Warfare is up there with one of the greatest games of all time. It was so quite good, easily. it was so good. It that was mm. one of the, the real huge turning point, well, not a turning point, I guess, but one of the standout moments of first person shooters with Call of Duty. It was, yeah, out of this world, that mm. Modern Warfare franchise. I remember playing that and then just playing Gillies in the mist and then, oh. you know, just, just seeing like Price just bob up yeah. from, from the, in his ghillie suit. And it's like, oh, that, that, that was peak, what, about 2007, 2008 yeah. or yeah. something like that. It's just, that was, that was peak gaming right there. But um, I must admit, I, I haven't got it yet, but I am interested in getting the remaster of Modern Warfare 2. 
yeah. I must admit, just just to play the the campaign it's, because that it's nostalgia, that, isn't it? It is a little nostalgia yeah. trip. Yeah, exactly. And and modern war, I think I think they're going actually going sequential order. That modern warfare is the best, followed by two, and then three was a bit wishy washy. Yeah. So I must admit, I did enjoy two, but nowhere near as much as the first yeah, modern warfare. The first nowhere one near. Awesome, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I, I kind of followed a similar, similar path to what, to what you did in terms of me getting into gaming because I, I remember my brother getting because he was, he's a few years older than me when we got, I think the PS One to start with. I think back in the day we rented the PS One. I think yeah. before we actually bought one. You know, back when you could rent a console. You know, it's like God, that that takes you back, doesn't it? And then it's like block, we had that like blockbuster era. That yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think there was a like in like our village or town nearby there's like an independent gaming sort of shop or like you know dvd rental or something yeah. and they they had one so i remember him playing you know tomb raider gran turismo final fantasy 7 which is just again one of the of which i've just recently completed on switch i've just re- oh, yeah, replayed that and completed it again it, so yeah yeah i actually finally got through it in the end and, and i really enjoyed it again and i'm tempted to pick up eight and nine and do the same to be honest so um but yeah we had the ps1 ps2 and then dabbled with the GameCube when that came out and I, and I still I've got a GameCube still and I think that was an under, underappreciated oh, underloved nice. yeah I've I've got a few of the old I went through a phase of getting some of the old consoles back so I've got a PS2 I've got a GameCube I've got the original Xbox um, I've got a Game Boy Color and an, and an, an Advance SP yeah, as well yeah. so um, so yeah so I've got a few I've so I went, I went through a bit of a phase of going to like you know the retro shops and yeah. conventions and picking a few bits here and there. And I still do to be fair. If I see one and I think it's a bit of a bargain and and I like charity shops. If you see a couple floating around there and getting a couple, I I pick up. So every now and again, I'll I'll plug them in and, and have a go. So, um, but yeah, but bizarrely we switched to Xbox as well. I don't know what it was. We just switched to Xbox and then since then. I've I've really been Xbox through and through, and I've got both. I've got a, I've got an Xbox One and I've got a PS4. Oh, so do I. I've got the same. My, I've got, yeah, my, my game, my gaming is my gaming is Xbox, and I and I've, I put my money into that because I've got a One X, so I've mm-hmm. I put money into that, and I've got a standard PS4. But I don't know what it is. Just Xbox just does it for me, and you know, I I, I still dabble with the PS for the exclusives you know, like God that's, of War and things it, like that's that. That's exactly you know, the reason why I bought a PS4. It's because of mm-hmm. God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I've 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 started God of War, which I know I should continue and play it through. But Christ, that thing destroys my PS4. <laughs> Jesus, like it's, it's it's like there's a plane taking off in the living room when I first played it. It's just, I mean, I know it's a strenuous game because you know I know it's in Massive. the sort of their pseudo HDR and 4K and what have you. But yeah, but that my, my PS4 just sounds like it's going into meltdown when I played it. It's it's bonkers. But but yeah, I mean, I'm quite lucky to have both. But it's it's something that. I've not grown out of, but I find myself going through fits and spurts that if I get in my teeth in something, I'll play it every night for a few weeks and then I don't touch anything for a while. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there'll be a few weeks where I don't touch, like for the last three weeks, four weeks, I don't think I've played anything since I completed Final Fantasy VII, which I suppose I don't, I haven't had the time to kind of put it in because I've not been furloughed, so I'm still working. But if I was furloughed, I imagine I'd just been absolutely rinsing, yeah. you know, everything. So that's kind of a, I suppose one of the, the things I've missed out on there is that, but yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is in terms of, I don't know, because I'm kind of wanting to make more of like even in the weekends and go out and sort of, you know, go out more after work and things rather than just sitting at home. So, but yeah, I kind of go through fits and spurts with it really. It is one of those, isn't it? I mean, going back to the GameCube, one of my absolute favourite games on GameCube was Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it, I spent 
something like that game because my brother had a GameCube. Mm. Um, and what, another one was Metroid. Yeah, I think it was Metroid mm. Fusion. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think was, it was. That yeah. was awesome as well. Super Mario Sunshine was my yeah um, Sunshine yeah I yeah. remember that that's I still I know people people bag on that game and I was like that is literally the best Super Mario game there's ever been I mean I I didn't grow up with Super Mario because I didn't grow up with a an NES or a SNES or anything no, I didn't know. so I, I adopted Nintendo late I was Sega so I was Sonic for, yeah. as a child um so then I only came to into Mario from GameCube which probably is why I think of it in such high regard really but I've dabbled it on Wii and Wii U and Switch and what have you and I loved um. Super Mario Odyssey on Switch, but yeah, I I loved Super Mario Sunshine. That I I just loved it. It was great, and and I think as much as people don't like Nintendo, I think Super Mario and just the Mario concept and world really is just an infinite end of yeah. possibilities for for Nintendo to just keep going and going and going with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Totally and, agree. And and I still think to this day the GameCube has got one of the comfiest and best controllers. Yeah, been. And it's, it's just a it's a good pad, isn't it? It's just mm. they've got it just the... fits nicely in your hand. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, that's probably because I've got smaller hands than probably your average person. Cause I've, got, <laughs> I've got dinky little hands, so <laughs> I know when the Xbox first came out, that had that big Duke controller. Yeah. The, the the smaller one still wasn't that small, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it weighs a ton. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I can't, it's, I can't uh... relate, mate. I've got absolute shovel hands, so <laughs> the PlayStation Four remote feels absolutely tiny, and then the Xbox yeah. one feels sort of normal. Yeah, it, it, that's. I mean, I must admit, I do prefer the Xbox controller because I, I prefer the offset thumbsticks yeah. as opposed to having them at the same level like the like the PS. But but yeah, the it's a bit chunkier the Xbox remote, isn't it? So, yeah. Mm. But um, but with that in mind, then kind of looking, we're looking onwards then as out of the two upcoming consoles that we've got we've got coming out then sort of the the Xbox Series X and the PS Five. Then are you are you leaning more towards one or the other or? Um. I've, I'm always going to lean Xbox, mate. I am going to mm. say it. I mean, I'll always say Xbox because all of my friends are on Xbox and that's what yep. we do. We always play together on Xbox. And like I say, I leave mm. PlayStation for like the exclusives. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to rush out to buy the new Xbox just mm. because on the old, it's the old age thing of the absolutely ridiculously expensive to start with and then they just yeah. fall in price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... And there's there's enough to keep you going until such a point, isn't oh, there? Really, yeah, because I mean, 100%. you know, I, the the biggest thing for me about them is obviously getting the the biggest draw is the performance improvements. You know, in terms of the loading times and you know all the other bits and bobs you can get. Because I mean, it still baffles me is how they're getting all that power out of something that's that small. Yeah. You know, because it's just it's like a small cube or like a heightened cubed rectangular unit. It's like that's smaller than the one X that I've got. And that is pushing the boundaries of they were saying about getting you know all that technology into that sized box. So how the hell have they managed to do it in that? It's, and that's more the thing for me. It just seems like a, a just a masterpiece of technology. It is. Like I say, it's come on so much technology. Mm. I mean, it's constantly evolving all the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's half the size maybe of the Xbox One X, and it's still got more power. Mm. Yeah, and it, it always it always gets yeah exactly, and it, it always gets to me in terms of obviously PC master race and everything aside. Oh, but you know how, how much money how, <laughs> how much money they put into PCs and yeah. what have you, how they get that out of something smaller and a fraction of the cost. And another say, oh, it's not the same, and I don't know. It's like I don't care. <laughs> don't I, care. I, I, I'm, I, I'm never. Yeah. I'm never ever going to play games on a PC. I'm just not. No. 
I know it's an RPC that we've got that's in the office that Annie uses because she works from home full time. Yeah, that's that's a gaming PC that I knocked up just as the Xbox One and PS4 came out, mm. and it's still still pretty powerful, you know, because it's it's got it's more powerful than a standard PS4. So if you if you clock it and you know if you get some decent power out of it, it will play stuff to a better standard than than a PS4 will. And for a few weeks, yeah, loved it, great. And then do you know what? I was just like. It's just not the same. It's just not the same, it's is it? not the same. I find, I find it no. to have no character and no soul, I find. Mm. It's very clinical. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know what it's about a console, but it's just it's just nice. I like, I like having it in my living room. You know, yeah. I, I had... You know, I had the spare room up here that I'm sat in now was um, as my games room to start with. But now I've, I've put a secondary TV in the living room and moved everything downstairs. It's like, I just like playing games in my living room. I don't know what it is. And I know you can play them in the living room, but and you can get, you know, you can hook a, an Xbox controller or a PS4 controller to PC and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but that then just defeats the object, it? and defeats the object of the exercise, doesn't it? So, yeah, you, can, yeah, you, can't, you can't beat sitting in your, your comfy space in your living room. Mm. And having your yeah. and having your games consoles down there, yeah, yeah, it. exactly. And and, it, and it's my way of saying to Anna that oh, we're spending time together, and she can yeah. sit on the sofa watching main TV, and I'll just put my headphones on and I'll play the <laughs> Xbox. And it's like I do, I'm I do like, down. It's like I do like that setup that you've got two TVs in the living room. That is pretty special. Yeah, it, it took it took some convincing. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> it did take some convincing. I mean, the way I convinced her was that. We'd said that eventually, because the house that we're in is that if we ever have a kid or a, we'll need another, we'll need the, the spare bedroom because yeah. she's got the the other bedroom as an office. So I was like, well, if I start moving stuff out now, then it's obviously well yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. And then yeah, it's 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 not happened, and it's just yeah, it's just yeah, it's just I'm I'm eyeballing a new TV for the living room as we speak, and I'm trying to. The thing is, where where the gaming one is, I can't get a bigger TV in there. I think it's it's about a thirty eight inch. I think I've got in that corner. Yeah. And we've got a 48 for the main TV. And I was looking at getting a, a bigger one for the main TV, but then I'd have to kind of amalgamate the two consoles onto one. Then obviously we'd have to oh, fight over who's, need, who's got to, rights for the TV. And it's, you need to up them sizes, mate. You need to push the numbers yeah, up on them. I know. I know. Well, I was looking because it's dangerous being at home, just sat looking at like online shopping. And even though I'm working, I just shopping for beer. Yeah. It just random stuff <laughs> that I don't need. I a new TV. And it's like, there's this 66 inch telly oh. that I can get here, and it's it's only eight. It's like only eight hundred quid, and so that's quite that's, cheap. That's and you convince yeah. yourself into, you know, that that's actually really, really cheap. And then I was like, it's eight hundred pounds for I'd a be telly. Saving like, money. I'd be saving money. I'd be saving money if I bought this TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I could sell the other TV and get some money back for that, and then so yeah. So whether or not we end up sort of capitulating and getting one, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I've, it's because we've got a new build house. I don't yeah. want to get into the realms of wall mounting a TV. It's risky. In new builds, yeah. it's risky, mate. It is. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to pull half a house down. I pull the wall down. Do you know what I mean? So I just have it like envision just been sat there one day and it just, it just ganking out the wall yeah. and just going boom. And then so, the next thing you know, you're looking in your neighbour's kitchen. Yeah, exactly. So I've not wanted to risk it really. So, but it's just wondering then how we restructure the living room to compensate for a bigger TV. But that that would be a nice problem to have. That's That'd a, a nice problem, problem isn't it? Have, yeah. So. Fitting your TV. Yeah, in. exactly. It's like, it sounds like a proper first world problem. It is, now, it is it? a first I mean, world problem. <laughs> it's a nice first world problem to have. Yeah. Oh, my, my living room's too small for my telly. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's like I said, I just go through... I go through fits and spurts with it, and and I've I've been meaning to jump in because I've got I've got Game Pass for for Xbox. So you there's know, some there's some belters get... going on, mate. I'm telling mm. you, there are some belters going yeah, on. Yeah, Game Pass which moment. yeah, which I know you've put it on your list here, which we'll touch. And I um I don't I re-downloaded and finished GTA Five again. I've I don't played it online, but 
I um I rinsed campaign on that again because that's just it's again, just a, just it's just a great, great campaign. Game. It's just a great campaign. Mm. It's a really pretty game. They've really it was a real upstep from um from four. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. Did they do anything in between four and five? Did they do an off an off no, they just did the um, just did the DLC, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did the, the, it, yeah. the Ballad of Gay Tony and things like that yeah. for GTA 4, didn't they? But, but, but there was nothing else in between. Yeah, it was a really good campaign. Um, and the online element was great as well. And then I don't know what it was. I think I was just cruising along online one day and some eight-year-old blew me up from a fighter jet from about three miles away. <laughs> and I just went, I can't play this anymore. This is just absolute <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> uninstalled it, didn't look at it again. And then... Proper rage quit. Oh, it was. And I, I don't rage quit. I'm, I'm never one to rage quit, but I, I did rage quit that, that day. That just pushed you over it edge. It pushed me over the edge. I was like, <laughs> you know what? And then I got like a message from this eight-year-old kid going laughing at me or whatever else. I just thought, mm. you know what? That is me done with GTA. And then, yeah. I don't know, recently, I just thought, you know what? I'll, I'll just reinstall it and see what happens. And I'm really enjoying it at the mm. moment. yeah. yeah. A lot's, I think changed, we all get to that. a lot's changed, though. You need a million dollars in GTA money three years ago. Got you a lot. It gets you absolutely mm. nothing now. Yeah. I remember when I um, when I did my brief stint of working for Game Over a Christmas period, that, mm. that's that shark currency for GTA. Yeah. Just, it's almost like, um, you know, FIFA Ultimate Team points and stuff. It's yeah. just, it just going bonkers for it. And it's just like, God, they've, they've got an absolute cash cow here, haven't they? Do you know, they're absolutely milking every single absolutely. penny out of it as much as they absolutely. can. You know, I know they've, they're onto a winner just releasing game on its own, you know, between that and Red Dead Redemption, Rockstar, oh, you know, Red people Dead in Rockstar great. must be just, they just must be wiping their asses with <laughs> 50s, do you know what I mean? Or what have you. It's just, they're onto a winner every single time, aren't they? Yeah. But, and, you know, and... just to, for online element, element and then some just, I mean, I didn't really get into the online element of Red Dead, but mm. oh my days, that campaign was was out of this world. And again, yeah, just a super pretty game. Um, mm. Yeah, Rockstar yeah. absolutely smashed it with Red Dead. Yeah, they know they know how to build an open world game oh, and fill it yeah. with a proper story, don't they? And for me, because I'm quite a, like a bit of a history geek, kind of Red Dead just ticks all the boxes yeah. in terms of that sort of American Wild West history of transitioning between the West to civilization yeah. and that sort of thing, you know, the, the technology and the modernization of the West and things, it would just, they, they know how to build a game and build, and they put hours and hours and hours into research and you can clearly tell yeah. that it pays off and pays dividends when they actually pull it off as well. Yeah, they absolutely pulled it off. Um, mm. It was brilliant. Yeah, and it's like, say, the same, what we're talking about earlier with like GTA, you know, if I sit in things about the 80s, the 90s, the thousands and things, they, they, they could just recreate a world and just like, just nail it instantly, can't they? Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be interested to see where they go with the next one. Do you know, in terms do you know of... what? It's funny you say that, actually. I was scrolling through Facebook about two weeks ago. This, this, is, this is what actually inspired me to install GTA 5 again. I saw, hmm. it said that someone shared it on Facebook, official Rockstar GTA 6 trailer official i was like oh, i was Sucked i was in. hook line and sinker and i watched it and i thought for about 20 seconds i was like this is unreal and then mm. it clicked i was like this is not real at all but they had every <laughs> single area they've done in gta mm. they had it so it was all of san andreas uh san fierro liberty city las venturas um the work work Vice City. You started off mm. in Vice City and then you got international airports to go to other places. Oh, it was 
Yeah. I can imagine that oh. if you could fly between different locations and yeah. stuff. That would be incredible, that wouldn't it? That would be huge. And I, I mm. literally saw it and thought, this is unbelievable. And then, yeah, I, I scrolled down the comments and it was just, yeah, this is not really laptop. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> I, I was hook, line, and sinker for that. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that inspired me to stick to ETF 5 back on. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. And and it, it must it kind of begs the question that you'd think that they'd be on some sort of remaster of the last sort of you know, at least at least sort of three and Vice City, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd, Vice you'd City think, remastered, uh, they'd clean up. Mm-hmm. Imagine, yeah, yeah. They'd clean yeah, up. that'd be incredible. Yeah. I mean I've seen people like just tweak the graphics on I mean I've seen somebody running like a, an emulator for Vice City, I think, of in terms of so I've given it a bit of polish and what I've been looking incredible. Then somebody beefing GTA five up to like full whack. God, that thing that like nearly melts your eyes. <laughs> that it looks that good. So it's yeah, it's I, I mean, whatever they do next will just be again, it'll just be an absolute cash cow cow for them and it'll just, you know, infinite amounts of money. But I'm I'm super excited to see what they do with especially with sort of PS five and the yeah, series. I, do X think, I think, I think it'll that. come for that. I think for the new consoles mm. they should do. Imagine, oh, going back on what you said then in um, polishing up the graphics, imagine putting GTA V in the um, Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefield uh, engine. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Very pretty. Mm. Very, very pretty. They are pretty but, yeah, yeah. it's it just... Oh, 100%, mate. And it's, you know, if you look at where we're at now, it does make you wonder what, what they can do and where we're going to go. So it's it's quite exciting, I suppose, really. I know that we're... End of this year that we're expecting them both now, I think, I aren't we? So, so, yeah, I believe it is the end of this year. I think they've both said they're not... Yeah, I think they've both said that they're not sort of delayed or hampered by what's happened with COVID, so I'll be interested to see if that stays and they stick mm. to that. Mm. And they usually go, they always go for the Christmas launch, don't they, to capitalise yeah, on the, the parents for the hungry yeah, kids. Yeah, they and... do. <laughs> Mom, an Xbox? No, no. 700 quid. <laughs> You're not having yeah. a 700 quid Xbox. You've got one already. Yeah. You've got an iPad, that'll yeah. do you. Stick to mm, again first world problem. Stick yeah. to Farmville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play Minecraft on oh, your Switch. Yeah, you'll be fine. That's the other one, isn't yeah, it? Never, yeah. never got into Minecraft. Yeah. That's not really my sort of thing. Yeah, my my, nep- my nephew loves it, but again, I think it's more stayed at kids anyway, yeah. isn't it? So, no, never understood it. Never understood it. But um, but I think that kind of brings us nicely to uh, nicely to the end of that section, and and indeed the the end of the podcast really. So that's that kind of covered everything that we wanted to chat about, Rory. So I mean, thanks for. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for for openly wanting to say that you want to jump on. And like I say, it's been it's been nice to have people. What we're saying off air that people have been wanting to to join in and asking to come on board. And it's been a pleasure to to have you and actually speak beyond a few a few shared messages and a and a shout out to you, which I haven't done to this point. Obviously, I was the the winner of your your last giveaway on Instagram, wasn't yeah, it? Which was where we kind of we've got talking yeah. from. Yeah. So so yeah. So I enjoyed the the beers that you you'd sent over my way, and hopefully when. Uh, when we can go out and about again, we can actually share a beer or two in person and, and not just communicate over the airwaves and just a few messages on Instagram, yeah, mate. So, so thank you for, so thank you for Thanks coming for on. on um, I've really so, enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Good. No, no, good. I'm, I'm glad, mate. I'm glad. So for anyone who isn't following on Instagram, uh, mate, where can they, where can they find you? Um, for all things beer related, it's uh, at this is my beer account which is mm-hmm. an absolutely shocking name. I wish I'd thought of a better name. <laughs> um, and for pretentious photos of things that are not beer, it's just my normal account, which is Rory McGlone. Cool. Lovely stuff. And, that is that, and that's where people can find more of you, you drumming and jamming yeah, and things like that. Is that right? stuff and photos of when I'm out and whatnot. 
yeah, that's where yeah. you'll see them. Cool, lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Um, and for anybody who's not following me by now, uh, my Instagram is at points of underscore brew uh points underscore of underscore brew that is uh, that's both on instagram and twitter i'll sort of give you the right handle for both of them because you'll end up find following somebody random that's not me um but uh, thanks for listening um if you've got any questions comments or feedback please send them to me on instagram or twitter uh, by direct message uh, i'll have to take any feedback comments questions suggestions anything like that or if you want uh, send me an email at points of brew at gmail.com uh, until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Rory, thanks again. Thanks, and man. I'll uh, catch you up again soon. Yes, mate. Thank you very much. It's been fun. Mm-hmm.